Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watch Tonight, and joining me from across the pond, as ever, uh, this guy can put me in a trap. It's John Burke from BurkeReviews.com. How are you, sir? That, that was rough. I'm pretty good, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's all on the mic. It's all on the mic. It's not scripted. I feel like it would lose its real spontaneity if we share sure. them. Um, how are you doing, sir? You keeping Florida safe and well? Oh, I'm doing what I can here over in the in Florida. It, it rained real hard right before uh, we were recording this. Like I was almost home, and then it just like torrential downpour kind of thing. Um, but I got to go back. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, which we don't usually do, and I have class in a couple hours. Um, my last, I'm pretty sure it's my last semester of, of night classes, though, so that's kind of fun. But oh Christ, yeah, I remember you've got classes today. We do, as you guys know, we talk off air, and I we've just been talking for the longest time about another film, which we're going to discuss at great length in a week or so's time. Um, when we should have been talking to you guys about this week's film. Yeah, we're not, it's not raining over here. I can say that right now, but it is that delicious, crisp, fresh autumn weather. The lit, it's not quite mm. golden on the floor just yet with the leaves, but my man, we're getting there. It's spooky season. And we've said in previous weeks that we've been on a bit of a run recently where we've covered films, which maybe haven't been our favorite of the year. Uh, up until about mid-October, we had a run which looked pretty rough, and it includes tonight's film, but maybe we liked it, maybe we didn't. If you're new to the show, welcome, thank you for joining. We review the week's biggest film, the mo- the major release, or sometimes the only release, in a non-spoiler format on this show, so non-spoiler thoughts and opinion, and then if the film warrants it, like well, tonight's one will do, we drop a, a short spoiler minisode in a few days time so if you haven't looked down to the episode title you won't know what we're talking about but if you have you know that tonight we are talking about saw x the 10th installment in the saw franchise which has been uh going on now since 2004 it's only 20 years old uh so this this particular installment of saw is directed by kevin greutert who has directed a fair few of these now and he's written quite a few as well uh, so he is a franchise uh regular he's an og and it's written by pete goldfinger wow goldfinger gold member pete goldfinger and josh stolberg uh, so there's your wrong pete goldfinger if you're listening we love you uh so that's who wrote it that's who directs it who's in it well listen it's the 10th installment of saw john kramer died in saw 3 so don't expect him to come back in the cast Tobin Bell as John Kramer is back. We'll get to the reasons why if you're unaware. Uh, also, we have Shawnee Smith, uh, Sinovi McCody Lund, Stephen Brand, Renata Varka, and an awful lot of supporting tertiary characters whose, uh, if I read them all out, we'll be here all evening. But Tobin Bell is the, is the main draw for these films alongside the traps that he puts people in in so the synopsis for this one now i'm saying I'm, this is saw x this is the 10th installment but he died in the third one what's going on the synopsis a sick and desperate john kramer travels to mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable so up top this film is kind of a, it, it's a prequel to 
uh, everything else we've seen so far, but it sits between Saw 1 and Saw 2. Yeah, so it's it's fairly early on in the timeline, even if it is the newest chronologically. Uh, so it sits between 1 and 2. Now, the Saw films have historically not done well at all critically. They do well enough at the cinema because for the longest time at the box office, October was saw month every year mm-hmm. for about five six maybe consecutive years there was a new saw film it was just tradition whether the films were any good or not you knew what you were going to get and it was it, it was a time at the cinema whether it's a good time the first the first film just critically on rt 50 percent second one 37 third one 30 fourth one 18 the fifth one 13 percent hey look saw six 39 percent the final chapter, 9%. Jigsaw, 32%. Spiral, 37%. These films are not lauded critically. And then along comes Saw X, which is currently, for what it's worth, sitting at 85% with the critics on Rotten Tomato. That is a huge, huge upward trajectory. 91% audience score of Rotten Tomatoes. Big numbers. Metascore, surprisingly as well, is 60 given all the numbers I've just read out there. IMDb user score 7.3 out of 10, and also rather surprisingly, Letterboxd 3.4 out of 5. So this film is getting a lot of love from a lot of people. If you want to watch it, it's in theatres everywhere. It came out uh, about a week ago now from the time recording, about six, six days ago. So it's there for you to watch. According to the world, most people really like it. So what do we think about it? Before we talk about it, I want to know, JB, though, what are your thoughts on the franchise as a whole? So the first Saw came out at the right time for me. I think it was 04, mm. right? 2004, yep. Yeah, um, and I was like, I was just getting out, uh, finishing college. Like I was in my last semester. Uh, this and The Grudge came, and I hadn't always been really oh, yeah. into horror, but I went and saw both of those in the theater, and I was like really into it. Um, saw kind of was like I like those types of twists, which I think now I look back and I'm like maybe it's not really a twist as much <laughs> as it's a reveal, right? Yeah. But um, it worked for me. I thought it, I was like, oh man, this is cool. Um, I wasn't totally into like all of the body horror, but it it was like the first one is pretty chill by comparison to how it goes, right? Okay. Like it becomes much okay. more torture porn. Um, and I watched them pretty much every year for like the up until five, I think five was the one where I finally checked out. I was like, I'm good. Uh, and I had not seen six or seven until a couple of weeks ago. Um, I did see jigsaw despite not seeing six and seven. And then, uh, also I think when I saw jigsaw, I didn't know there were six and seven. I thought, I think I (laughs) believed it stopped at five. Um, and then I saw spiral, uh, the book of saw or whatever. Um, didn't like, either of those uh don't really like six or seven um but you know overall i do find the idea of john kramer and the jigsaw killer to be a compelling one um and so i was skeptical of x for sure but i I went in with maybe they maybe they did something cool with it Mm -hmm. okay um yeah i'm (laughs) i'm not the biggest fan of these films and i and i am a i love horror Everybody knows that who listens to this show for any length of time. Horror is my jam. It's my genre. What I love more than anything. And yeah, I'm with you. Saw came out at just the right time for me. I remember people talking about it at school. Oh God, this guy saws his foot off. It's so intense. This is crazy. Wow. And then you watch it. And at that age, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is genius. What a twist. How subversive. And it is a cool reveal. I'm not going to pretend now there isn't. Uh, but it is so tame in comparison to what came 
afterwards. Um, I remember sort of one of the one of the scenes in film history which I hate the most though is in the third film I think, and it's when Shawnee Smith Amanda falls into a pit of needles, using needles, and I have a fear like a, a throttling, deadly fear of needles. So seeing that damn near killed me. Um, but other than that, I don't really remember too much about the films because they kind of all bleed into one in this escalation of trying to one up each other. It became about the the torture porn. I know people don't agree with that term in terms of saw, but it is. For me, it's all about the gore, the torture porn, the shocks, the traps, and less about less and less and less and less and less about any kind of story or any shred of development. And the director of this one directed Saw Six and the final chapter, which is possibly one of the worst oh. things I've seen in horror history. Um, so, like <laughs> you though, I wanted to go into this with an open mind. It was the first true saw film for maybe 13 years and that's not disparaging the rest of them but we had jigsaw which i guess you could argue actually that was probably the last true saw film of that six years ago and then you got spiral which tried something different and admirable but it just didn't i don't think it worked particularly well so saw x now they're taking us back in time to do something I haven't done before, which is showcase John Kramer and Tobin Bell as the main character. He is the draw. Out, get out, traps aside, the jigsaw killer, Tobin Bell, and what he's done to create this iconic horror villain. Mm-hmm. We're now going to see him for an entire film. Uh, and they, I think it's a good choice to do that. It's an admirable choice. I just didn't like the film, John. Uh, I'm going to put it out there right now. I just didn't like the film. Because whilst I think it's admirable to try and turn the tables and actually show us the man behind the crazed, tortured genius, the guy's a serial killer in the universe. I do not need to f- to see what's what motivates him. I do not need to see him in a way where I need to feel sympathy for him, or I do not need to see him in a way that posits him as a literal saviour. A literal saviour. And that it was such an ill-advised move for me because I know what this guy is. I know what this guy is going to go on to do in, you know, in universe, in the timeline. I just didn't think that was a particularly good move. I liked mm. the fact that they tried to make it a little bit more dramatic. And I do like the fact that they tried to I mean, the first, I mean, I don't know, maybe the first hour possibly of this film, if I'm remembering correctly, at least the first chunk of it is a very kind of meditative character study. We are with this man, this desperate man who is dying of cancer, who resorts to going to mexico as a synopsis said and putting his faith in a mystery cure mystery drug sorry which is outlawed in the usa you look at i look at that and think this is john kramer falling for this scheme that in itself Mm. is stupid but fine he's a desperate man that is who who has got months to live so yeah the first chunk of the film is a character study it was no make no bones about it guys if you're expecting this to be a straight up saw film you will be sorely disappointed in the first half i thought it was a bit i didn't particularly i thought it was a bit boring i didn't really get dragged into it that much because it's john kramer i did like the dark humor that they interjected where when he was talking to the 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 main doctor of the facility which uh, cecilia pedersen played by sanovi mccody lund and she's like what do you do and he's like you know do you, he, I, I build things i've got hobbies I mean, that, that's that's a fun wink and a nod and when he says he's got he needs he's got so much more to, to complete he's at one point he's sitting on a park bench like a random old dude with his book out and he's sketching like the bear trap um head contraption which is 
again, a cheeky wink and a nod, and I thought that was quite fun. So it's not without its moments, but when it eventually just flips to become a saw film, for me, it's it's just it's much of the same. There's no tension because you know what's going to happen. Somebody is put in a position where they have to make, if they want to play a game, they've got to choose to live or die. But they, we, we know they're going to die some way, shape or form. So the, and then of course the gruesomeness comes from how they have to try and survive. And some of the bits in this are very gory. It's very visceral at times. And I know a lot of people were that I watched it with were audibly um, uncomfortable at specifically two moments in this film, which I won't mention here, maybe on the spoilers, definitely on spoilers. Um, so it did its job, but it just felt more of the same for me, which is disappointing given that even though I wasn't fully digging the vibe, it was where it was going. I dug the fact that they tried to do something different. Kevin Groter could have just given us a straight up saw film. Instead, he went to do something a little bit different. And I, I respect that. <clears throat> and the, the traps, they're inventive. They're cool. I'm not going to sit here, John, and say they aren't cool and imaginative, even if they are brutal. You know, they 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 uh, they get bigger and bigger as they go along. These ones are, are stripped back, but just but not as not as uh, any less brutal. But I don't know, man. If the first half play was like watching a Lifetime film. I didn't like it. Second half just felt like pure straight up saw that I've seen nine other times before. I didn't think it was anything different. I think Tobin Bell's good in it. I know some people have said he is like transcendent. He's, he's fine in it. He, you know, he portrays the, the character very well. I just don't need a whole film about him. I also think with him and I hate saying this, him and Shawnee Smith, they should have put a hoodie on and a backwards cap because they do not <laughs> look like they do in Saw 3. And I, listen, I no. get people age. No problem with that whatsoever. But it was so damn jarring to think this took place 20 years ago, but they don't look like that. And uh, one of the guys, Stephen Brand, who's this British guy who's in it, he turns up at some point, is bloody awful. He, a, yeah. a really, really bad actor, I'm sorry to say. But so, um, but yeah, if you're squeamish, don't watch this. If you don't, if you don't like any of the other Saw films, this will not change your mind. I don't think. If you if you've enjoyed what you've seen before, you'll you'll like half of this. You may like the first half. I'm not saying that the first half is a bomb, but I think the people who go to watch a Saw film go to watch a saw film and not necessarily a drama. So the um the film fans like yourself and I will probably more appreciate the fact that they tried to give us that character study. But I think the majority of people I would have thought would want to go and see a bloody saw film. Turns out critically and with the audience score, maybe that isn't entirely true. However, well I found it unsatisfying, John. It wasn't for me. And it's one of the and I know you're gonna have a comment on this soon, but it's one of the worst horror films I've seen this year uh, by rating alone. Not even alone. close for me. Uh, it is way <laughs> higher on the list than at least two that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I one wonder that, what. One most audiences won't be able to see called Aberrant. Aberrant? Aberrant? I don't remember what it's called. That movie. Uh, Aberrant. Real bad. Um, real. It's it's abhorrent. Uh, the movie is itself. Um, Ooh, and it's not nice. a clever name. It's just a coincidence. But. Um, I, I don't love this movie, I, I, but I do like it. I, I do think, um, okay. one, uh, I do think it does something different in that it, it feels like a regular movie and not a soft formula as far as like the plot structure, the way information is presented. We do still get the, uh, I, I like to call it the Soderbergh reveal where we like, we're going to flash back and show you how we got here. Um, yeah. 
which I, I don't know for sure if that originates in Ocean's Eleven, but it feels like it originates in Ocean's Eleven. And then Saw made it its whole thing, right? Like, it's like, we're going to just do random things for 90 minutes. And then in the last three minutes, we'll show you everything to reveal the twist, which again, never actually a twist. Um, it's not something you can like back work your way back to and find oh yeah like that's how they did it no no it's it's we were not shown any of the information until they decide to show it to us at the end uh that's no different here that does show up but like you said it even looks kind of like a hallmark movie at times like it like (laughs) the lighting and i'm saying this as a person whose wife adores the hallmark movie so i have seen you know you're talking plenty of them um it has that kind of look like there it's like a fluorescent lit scene instead yes. of a regularly lit scene um it it just has that feel to it and part of it is like the hospital type setting and there is like even the score kind of mirrors that kind of like oh this poor guy is just trying to stay alive but like that might have worked if this were saw one and we didn't know who he is like he's a killer <laughs> and it's hard to like okay and he would say he's not a killer right like that is his his go-to move is like no no i offer choices and then they either choose to let themselves die or or not you know that's not my fault uh really passing the buck there um and and there's like you could he's an anti-hero in his own mind right like he thinks he's helping humanity with the the things that he's doing although he's very loosey-goosey with who he punishes, right? Like, because he punishes some people that are like, like, there's a scene, the first quote-unquote kill scene, he sees a guy pickpocket, well, stealing from, like, uh, paralyzed or comatose people in the hospital, like an orderly, like, going through the drawer. And Taking the money he, out of his wallet and that, yeah. Yeah, a dude who's probably not getting paid a whole lot of money for the, the important work that he does. And while I don't agree with stealing from someone who's comatose, uh, I don't know that the guy deserved to have the trap that we see Kramer planning for him, which is a cool visual. First time I think they've ever done a dream sequence. Um, uh, yes. And uh, basically it, we're seeing the insight into the psychopath, right? We're seeing how he ticks and that's, it's interesting. It's compelling. Um, I don't necessarily think the movie's advocating for him, but there are times in this film that it does feel like we're supposed to have, if not empathy for him, at least this kind of like, well, I get why he does it. I don't agree with it, but I get why. And I don't know if that's okay either. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> it really feels not. wrong. <laughs> um, and so, like, it, it's a very hard sell. Uh, you know, I, like, I don't agree with Joker in the Joker film. And I don't agree with uh, Heisenberg in the Breaking Bad franchise. But, like, even when you side with them a little bit, because, like, it's hard not to side with Joker because he's, like, anti-capitalist. And it's like, well, I kind of, okay, um, I don't like the way he's going about it. But, oh, man, uh, where, like, Kramer doesn't really seem to have a stance. It's more like people should behave the way I think they should behave. And if they do not, I will punish them. And that's not okay, right? That's authoritarian. That's no, yeah. uh, fascist. That's, uh, it's, it's all the things. It's all the bad words. Um and so it, it does, it's, it's weird. I I've been trying to figure out why this is an 85 and I can't, I can't come up with a good reason. Cause again, I don't think this is a great movie, 
I just I I wasn't bored watching it, which you apparently were. I I was much more engaged. I do find Tobin Bell to be a compelling screen presence. Um, I can't say that about most of the other people in this movie. Like most of the other performances are like <laughs> soap opera esque or a little over the top. And I do I'm always I'm always compelled to see his end game. And I, I would like some more explanations. Like he gives them three minutes. And I'm like, how do you know that takes three minutes? That feels like maybe it's not enough time. Like, you know, like, she, like you have to saw yeah. your leg off and suck the marrow out of the bone. And you have three minutes. It's like, dude. If I do it in three minutes and three seconds, I think yeah. I should be punished for that, my friend. Yeah. It's like, maybe give me an hour. Like, I mean, that's all I got to work my way up. You don't, I've never done this before. Like, the it, there's a lot to my it. leg off says a lot about my desire to live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're actually testing my desire to live, why three minutes? That's I, and again, <laughs> it comes back to like maybe he really doesn't want to test them. Although the character seems to imply that he does, he does want them to survive. Um, and yeah, I find all of the like I, I like the actress that plays Amanda Samantha Swanee or whatever. Um, I, I think she's compelling. Oh, Shawnee Smith. Like, Shawnee Smith, sorry. But again, I think you're right. Like, you can feel the age of these characters. Like, like Bell. Courtney Cox would be proud. Yeah, like, and no offense to them. Like, again, people age. It's just, it's not fair to put them in a movie that's supposed to be from 20 years ago. Especially when Tobin Bell was old to start Saw. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, (laughs) 20-something starting off. Like, I got a gig. Like, it's like... Oh, wow, this guy, he's been in some things. Let's give him this. Uh, I just sent you a meme, actually, on Instagram that I think is very telling. But it's like, the the first movie, he doesn't feel like he's going to be a horror icon. He just feels like this one-off guy. Yes. And yes. then, um, and that's where this movie also breaks formula, though, is that Kramer's, to my recollection, and it's been a minute since I've seen most of the films, but Kramer's <laughs> usually not seen by the people in the games. Yeah, you're right, yeah. And that's very different, and that's another where they mix up the formula, because this is not a planned game. This is the, I think, the maybe the only time where it's true revenge, where, like, he is, he he still feels vindicated because the, the woman hasn't just screwed him over, but this is like, oh, you got one over on me? You gave mm-hmm. me false hope? Well, now it's on. And so, like, he kind of breaks protocol, which allows the filmmaker to break protocol as well. Like, we're seeing shots and, and things done that have never been done in the, the nine other movies yeah. because it's slightly different. And that's the only thing I can really wrap my head around this being the most lauded. Because um, the first one is great. Like, Carrie Ellis is so good in that movie. And um, that's the only part of... 3d that i like was the the big twist at the end of that movie which mm-hmm. i won't spoil spoil but elvis is involved um and i was like that's kind of baller like i had no idea that was gonna happen but um otherwise yeah i, I don't think this is an outstanding film it's be- definitely not the worst horror film i've seen this year um but there's definitely better stuff i keep hoping um that we're gonna get something like smile or barbarian this year and it's not yeah. looking like it um i would love that kind of surprise uh horror film um i mean there there uh it lives inside and and talk to me i think are the the two big kind of surprises of the year uh because they're they're a little more indie um 
I'm, I'm not sure. Talk to me might be my favorite horror film of the year and saw by no means is, is up that high. I just, I definitely didn't dislike it. And I would, if it were, if we're talking rotten tomato, I would be giving it a thumbs up. So it would still be ticking that direction where you are leaning thumbs down, uh, which I guess for this <laughs> show, that means it'll be thumbs down. So, you know, um, it's, it's it's just I don't know I don't want to put logic to any of these films because there is none. But I mean, Tobin Bell can barely stand up, let alone construct these damn traps when uh, he realizes okay. things have hit the fan. I'm like, guys, come on! Um, and again, I don't want again. I don't want to add any logic to it because it, you know sometimes that could be the de- the devil of any film if you look too much into it. And I don't like doing that sometimes. Sometimes I just like things that happen. Like in this case. Tobin, uh, Jigsaw, John Kramer was wronged. So in revenge, he decides, you know what? I'm going to take my revenge. We're going to play some games. Fine. Okay. I don't need to think about him constructing it. Fine. But I can't sometimes, I, I just can't help also thinking about that. But um, yeah, I mean, I I wanted to like it. I, I, I really, resp- I think it's admirable trying to, like, like you said, make it into more of a film. And it seems to have worked because people seem to be really enjoying the mm-hmm. film, at least on first viewing with the across the board, even Metacritic, you know, the creme de la creme and some, you know, the, the more disconcerting uh, critics are, so, you know, 60, 60 is favorable reviews where I'd have expected a saw film to be half that, at least on Metacritic. So, you know, not absolutely, you know, full respect to that for do- and for doing something a little bit different, but you hit the nail on the head for me earlier on JB with by saying i mean for me i i said there was no tension in the traps because we've seen it all before but you know what you said is true that we know that john kramer's going to be okay because of where it's set in the timeline we know that uh amanda shawnee smith's going to be fine so therefore i don't really care as you know it's it's not it is just another sore film by at the end of it and for some people that will be uh a good thing for others not at all. I wanted to like it, but yeah, yeah. There are better horror films out there this year. Uh, more, I say, original. Talk to me. It's an idea that's been done before, but it's it felt so grounded. It felt so gritty and yeah. primal um, that it's going to be hard to top that this year. But you know, it's Sorex. There are lots of people who seem to like it, my man. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's you know, um, I get it. It's again. I hope it's not a resurgence of the style because we they had started to pull away from the uh, the torture porn. Um, so I hope that's not like a sign that people are going to misread what this is. I'm like, maybe you'll just get... Sometimes we just want normal storytelling where we have characters and we sit with characters and we learn about the character a little bit more, you know? Maybe not this character, but, you know, in general. Yeah, well, there's Sorex, guys. We're going to be dropping a, uh, a short spoiler minisode talking more about the machinations of the devious... Yeah, sympathetic John Kramer. That'll be dropping in a few days' time, but we'd love to know what you thought in between that. We'll give the details of where you could send those later on. So we're going to move on now to what would be our usual scheduled next segment, Chuff Headlines. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Instead, rather than picking a headline that's caught our attention, we are the headline this week. We are 
throughout the month of October, running the inaugural bloody awesome movie podcast, Horror Movie Havoc Brackets. Now, we wanted to do something to celebrate the spooky season, which rather than just saying, oh, these are our favourite films, which for the most part, probably similar to what most other people would say. So instead, we have devised a bracket. And for this year, we have taken uh, a selection of what we'd consider to be the best films or the better films, almost interesting films from Shudder, the horror movie streaming service of which I hold in high esteem. So we're using the films on Shudder, and then we're also, uh, and we're pitting, we picked 15 each, we're pitting them against each other on the bracket. And the positions were based on their letterboxed ranking so from highest to lowest that mm-hmm. then determined the seedings and the placing and who was going to be up against who and it also helps that if we have a draw we can use the highest rated film to uh, progress the winner of that and because there's 31 days in october jb did the maths for me 15 and 15 is 30. There's one spare spot. So we yep. took the highest rated horror film on Letterboxd and that, which was also on from oh, Shudder, the highest rated film from Shudder. Yep. And we progressed that to the next round. So that, that film got was possession. So, so possession. Matt, I don't, Oh, sorry. sorry go, 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 no, go on my friend. So the inspiration of the bracket is uh, March Madness here in the States, which I don't know how aware you are of that. Are you aware of March I've Madness? Of, I've heard of so, it. College basketball, huge thing. People go bracketology. People like build a bracket and like, um, <laughs> and then the podcast that I talk about every week, uh, Blank Check, they do brackets to uh, decide their their uh, director series every year. Um, in March, though, they do it in March because it's March Madness. And I was like, you know, every year at Halloween or in October, I try to watch. Uh, like, I think for like the last five years, I've done some variation of a horror movie challenge where I've watched thirty one movies or I did this or that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, I'm I'm running out of good horror movies, like in the sense of like, I've seen a lot of the big ones at this point. Right. And I could rewatch those. And a lot of times I want to, like, I want to rewatch the shining. I want to rewatch the thing like those. I have favorites that I love going back to. And uh, so, but I was like, it'd be fun if we made something where there's like a challenge where there's like a, a we're going to crown a champion. Right. And yep. uh, March Madness popped in my head. And I'm like, there's 31 days. Um, if if you do what we've done here with the 31 movies in a sweet 16 bracket, essentially, uh, with Possession having a bye week because it was the highest ranked on Shudder, um, we we end up with 31 matchups. Exactly. And I'm like, how perfect is that? It's like it's set up, which is, again, why they do it in March, too, because there's 31 days. But that's, you know, uh, it works out perfectly. Um, although they start with 64 teams, I think, and then it works down to the final four. So it ends up being more than 31, but here it's 16 goes to 31 games. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we can bring it to the listeners and listeners. If you are able to watch these, or if you have shutter, we are not sponsored by shutter yet. Shutter. If you want to hook us up for next October, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, this gave us, uh, I I know when I picked my movies, I went with a a mix of things I saw that I, I liked a lot already and some that I had never seen, but I had some interest in for some reason or another, you know, like something that had mm-hmm. been, I've been meaning to watch this, but I haven't yet. So, um, didn't mean to, to jump in or interject, but it was just like the March madness of it all is the American side of this show for sure. Uh, I get, cause you also, you seem very thrown when I introduced the idea of the bracket at first. And I was like, Oh, does he not know like brackets? Um, <laughs> and I hadn't I really even- thought about it. 
No, no, obviously, I, I know brackets, but I remember when you, because I, I remember you were, I was at work when you told me about it, and I remember thinking, this is a, I remember saying, I like the sound of it, I like the premise, but maybe I'm slow, maybe, maybe you just need to elaborate. And as soon as you did, I was like, oh, this this, this rocks, and I think it's a great idea. And it's, it's, it's outside of the, we wanted to do something like John said, that's a little bit outside the box, which wasn't The Exorcist versus The Shining, um, you know, The Psycho versus ghostbusters or whatever you know like big films that everyone's heard of and everyone's seen try something a bit different because it may encourage your listeners you guys to watch some of these if you haven't it, it also gives us a chance to make sure we're staying spooky in spooky season and uh, shudder I, I rate shudder highly plus it means we get to utilize letterbox for a very cool reason as well and throughout the month of october if you haven't seen already we are posting the matchups on twitter x and instagram stories and also as a post uh so we'd love for you to go and check those out and vote for the film which you think is which you prefer which you choose uh one of them's mine one of them john one of them's john and uh yeah we're, we're enjoying doing it we've all by the time we're recording this which is right now we have uh already had a few results in and uh we can talk about some of those but jb you, did you say you'd seen all of the films that you, the fifteen films that you chosen? No, um, I had seen. Uh, I don't even think most of them. I oh, okay. so my fifteen. I'm just going to run through my fifteen real fast. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Nosferatu, the Vampire, Halloween, Reanimator, Ringu, Ginger Snaps, Revenge, Magic, Dead and Buried, The Babadook, uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, Color in the, Out of Space, The Crazies, Brooklyn Forty Five, House, and Children of the Corn. Um, I had seen obviously Halloween. I've seen a million times. I've seen the Babadook and have taught the Babadook. Um, yep. I've seen uh, Brooklyn Forty Five this year, earlier this year at the uh, Overlook Film Festival, and I think that's it on my list. Um, nice. I'm pretty sure I saw House when I was a kid because I have a distinct memory of it, of like the thing, and also I was a huge Night Court fan, and Richard Mole is in it. Um, but I didn't remember it well enough to like count it, so I I, I watched that and I for years thought I'd seen children of the corn and had always associated it with village of the damned and thought they were the same movie. <laughs> they are not the same movie. Um, I like both. I like children of the corn a heck of a lot more though. I, I was really into children of the corn. Um, uh, there's some great, great just stuff in that movie. Um, but yeah, everything else I am watching now and I am like, I am binging like crazy. Cause I have to also watch movies on your list that I haven't seen, which uh, uh. do you want to read through your list real fast? I will do, yeah. So most of these films I have seen, um, but the ones I hadn't seen are ones which I wanted to see. So I have a a knowledge or a want for all of them. So the films I've chosen are VHS 94, Come True, The Dark and the Wicked, Hell House LLC, Daniel Isn't Real, Terrified, Host, What Josiah Saw, The Mortuary Collection, The Medium, Goodnight Mummy, Lake Mungo, The Changeling, pulse cairo and wreck so um pretty good lineup right there and like jb the films I, i'm i'm not actively re-watching the films that i've seen and have a good recollection of but i'm i'm watching the ones i haven't seen and obviously the ones that john has picked which i haven't seen because i haven't seen all of the ones that jb has seen as well and by doing the letterbox shake up as well it's pitted some really good films against each other and has forced mm-hmm. us to to really to kind of to choose between films that ideally we'd want to put both through, but you know we're we're, we're honest kind of guys. We can only do um, we can only do what's required and be honest. So we, so the format is John 
even though JB and I have picked 15 films, the way that they've been pitted against each other doesn't necessarily mean that we will pick our own film. There are three votes right. to determine a film getting through to the next stage. My vote, the film that I think is the best out of the two. John's vote, so the film that John thinks is the best. And also with the, the results of the social uh, media poll, or if it's a draw, the highest rated of the two on Letterboxd gets through to the next round. So there are three. So we can't, we shouldn't have draws, super JB, but no, <laughs> we have. Well, one social post uh, was a draw on its own, which is we, we want more people to vote. That's the thing. Like we need, we were yes. hoping like everybody in the world would vote and that hasn't happened yet, but um, it will do. I do. I will say, while we don't have to vote for ours, Matt is almost exclusively voting for his. Uh, it, he's he's got <laughs> for one now. of mine. <laughs> for now, um, I have voted for at least. I was like, damn, he's going to think I'm just being biased, but it's the way that the 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 chips have landed. And I, I but I have voted um, <laughs> a couple uh, so far, and I like like I easily could have voted for Pulse. Like to me, out of the votes we've had so far that was the hardest one because I really think pulse is a great movie house just is like my stuff. Like that is my style of film. It's, it's goofy. It's silly. It's very practical. Um, it, it very much feels like a, uh, upper class evil dead in a lot of ways. Um, (laughs) and, uh, that just, that just hits my, my, I had a blast watching it. Um, there's, I I think five of them. And I'm kind of tempted to like watch the rest of them, but I'm like, I have to watch these other movies. first. Um, uh, we are, yeah, I, I, should, should we go through the bracket then in that case and so we can sure we can tell everyone who's voted for what and why i seem to be siding with me but well let's well, straight off the top the first one was a non-contest because it was the highest rated film to get a buy and that was andre zalowski's possession starring isabel ajani and sam neil bonkers film <laughs> really enjoy that film despite the fact it is out there so and you enjoy possession too didn't when you watched it i believe i enjoy might be strong um yeah, i appreciate learning yeah. about it and the film history of it more so than the than watching it itself because the style of the film is very against my like general like the acting is super soap opera at mm-hmm. times on purpose and it, yes. it's making a point it just it didn't make it enjoyable to watch because it's still like well i still don't like this kind of acting uh uh but Interesting, though, that she, uh, Isabel, whatever her name is, um, Isabella Johnny, there you go, is also in Nosferatu the Vampire, which is my number one uh, pick, uh, because I've never, I've actually never seen a Werner Herzog narrative film. I've only seen his documentaries uh, and then him in some stuff, you know, because he's like in The Mandalorian. Uh, he wants to see the yes. baby. Um, I would like and- to see the baby. Also, like, it's impossible to watch a Warner Herzog film and not hear him doing voiceover, even though he's not doing voiceover. But, like, you just, like, he has such a, a a style to how he speaks. And that's one of the reasons I love his documentaries is his narration, because it's just, he's so, so funny. to presence be. in that voice yeah. as well. It's really and, cool. Yes, and it's so self-serious, and yet it feels preposterous that you're like, yes. you can't be that serious. Like, you can't actually feel and so like when i'm watching nosferatu the vampire i'm just like hearing him talking over it which he's not doing but in my head i'm like yeah um but she's she's in both of those films which i thought was pretty interesting but i didn't know she was in nosferatu the vampire for the reason that i haven't seen that one yet that is one of the ones mm. i'm going to be watching um with f- with certain trepidation but the, but we'll get we'll get to what film is up against soon but 
it may be unfair. Yeah. Um, so the next, so the first real bracket that we put out there that we had to vote on and we put it to you guys was a pretty powerhouse pairing to be fair. And it was wreck, which was my choice versus children of the corn, which was John's choice. Now John's already said I've voted for some of mine. I voted for wreck JB out of the pair. Which did you vote for? I voted for wreck. However, it was hard not voting for Children of the Corn because I really did like Children of the Corn. But like of those two movies, Wreck is is definitely a better overall movie. But I did yeah. like both of these, which was nice to like not just vote for one because I hated the other, which happens in some coming up. There's definitely some movies <laughs> where I'm like, nope, don't like that. Uh, so I, I haven't really had that, but kind of most of the film films that I've seen and going to see, I think I'm going to enjoy. So it's going to be a toss up, though the the spreadsheet we're looking at may say differently we put it to the socials we put it to you guys wreck was the winner so it's a clean sweep for wreck pat on the back for myself in this one as the winning bampite and jb just, what was the next matchup? oh sorry go on well it's a, just for clarity if you've not if you're not familiar with like march madness and brackets the number one seed usually plays the the highest or the worst seed so like number one yes. seed for matt was wreck and it it was up against my number 15 uh children of the corn or Pretty whatever strong. that yeah. Um, again, though, because we're we're picking movies off of uh, off of Shutter, partly to limit our pool, but also because w- we didn't want to have to buy thirty one movies um, for the right. month of October. So, like, we were like, well, what's the streaming service we both have access to? Uh, from the what we've seen, most of the movies are available both in the UK and here. I think there was one exception so far, um, but it was um, on Prime. Yes, I think it was uh, one of the ones we're going to speak about shortly, but. Everything else I've been able to see, or the ones I've seen so far, have been available over here. And it's also yeah, for you guys, if you want to watch it, can also jump on the streaming service and watch which, it too. Yeah, and Shutter, unless something's changed, it's like six bucks for a month here. So it's like it's yeah. one of the cheaper streaming pounds, services. Yeah. Um, but uh, Pulse or Cairo versus House was our second matchup. Um, and uh, I voted for House because it, again, is my cup of tea um a, a gross disgusting cup of tea and uh enjoy tea. matt who'd you vote for uh i voted for pulse in this instance there was a remake with Kristen bell i think and it was absolutely a i bizarre. saw that it's yeah. horrific um i bought i saw it when it came out and was like this is all even then like young me was like this is bad so i went for pulse it, it it's funny because house is your jam like the pulse just uh, this kind of my kind of film this is like um yeah I, I, if you haven't seen the garden i won't spoil it but um i really really like this film and it's like one of it's one of those like ringu it's like a kind of staple of that early j horror of the early noughties but i think it holds up well so sad sad to say i had to go with pulse which left us with a draw didn't it jb one vote each surely the social poll helped us out uh, for for uh, House and Pulse, unfortunately, no. Apparently, you guys were split on this, um, and so the the winner by default because it has a higher rating on Letterbox was Pulse. Um, you guys could have helped House win. I feel like not enough people have seen House. Um, House and honestly, always win. But um, I feel yeah, I feel like maybe a lot of people haven't seen Pulse either, and, and that's kind of the point, guys. It's it's out there on shutter watch it T- take a yeah. you know, take a minute make that one of your movies for the month if, especially if you're doing a horror challenge boom right there we got your whole list if you want it yeah so pulse was the winner based on it having the higher rating on letterboxd that's my film so so far i'm two for two 
the next matchup in the brackets is the, the Changeling from 1980 with George C. Scott versus Brooklyn 45, which is a film that you saw recently, didn't you, JB, or beginning of the yes. year? And I think it's very good. It's 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 very unique. Um, and a full disclosure, I do I I somewhat know the director. He's not a f- I wouldn't I can't I definitely can't call him a friend. Uh, he's very nice though, so he's very friendly. Um, but uh, he he's a PR person, so I I get screenings and stuff from him. Um, so like I I do have that connection, but that's not I picked it because I I feel like not enough people got to see it. I I saw it only because I went to a festival, and I thought it was really cool. Um, but the changeling, when I saw it, I, I probably watched that for the first time, maybe two or three years ago. It's a five star movie for me. Like I loved the changeling. So I, I no offense to broken 45. It was just bad matchup. Like if this had been another matchup, I probably would have voted for that over the changeling. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn 45. I liked Brooklyn 45. Um, it's got a, it's got a nice snappy runtime, which is something that we appreciate here in BAMP HQ. Um, and I like the message of it. I like to see, I liked seeing an older horror film mixed in with some, um, more dramatic elements as well and some fun as well. Let's not lie. But, um, I, so I like Brooklyn 45, but I picked the changeling cause I remember watching it years ago and thinking, wow, this is really quite good. And then, uh, upon rewatching it, I remember thinking, wow, this is really quite good. Uh, and George C. Scott's uh, really good in this film. It's a um, pretty heavy supernatural film. And yes. it's not, it's like JB did sometimes, like, like we'll both do. Sometimes it comes down to feeling, which one did I prefer? Even if it isn't a better film, which one did I prefer? But with this one, the Changeling had to win out because it was just that good. Um, so the Changeling, I picked that as well, which by default means that the Changeling is through. So that's three for me. I'm I'm not doing this on purpose, guys. However, the social poll though did go with Brooklyn 45. So JB did take the social poll there, uh, which is very cool to see a little change up, but the Changeling has gone through in this bracket. And JB, the final one, which we've done pre-recording, take us through it. Well, um, we, we don't have the social poll done yet, correct? But it's, it's out there Uh, right now. We do not yet. Um, so you might, if you, if you're hearing this immediately when we drop it tonight, then you might have time to still vote. Uh, it's Lake yeah. Mungo versus the crazies. And, um, I am a big Romero fan, right? I even no. like some of his lesser, uh, entries and I had not, I'd seen the crazies remake. Um, but not yeah, the original 2010 or whenever, 2003, sorry, whenever yeah, it was, sorry. Oliphant and I forget who else is in it, but, um, I think it's Oliphant, not do, do him L, but, uh, you know, the two guys that look, the same. <laughs> they look the same. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I, the only reason I'd seen like Mungo was we did uh, that on Movie Club a few years ago. Me and Corey watched, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember liking it that much. But I gave it four stars on Letterboxd, so I'm t- I'm trusting my gut. Um, okay. I think the Crazies is good. Uh, it's rough, and it, it has like a it has the same kind of feel of, of Night of the Living Dead, like the like the mock not mockumentary because it's it's not making fun of documentaries, but it has like that kind of found footage grit to it um yes and i i do like it uh but it, it you know it's like it's not as good as night of the living dead it's like ah, it's a good follow-up but um but i i do i i'm gonna i'm saying like three and a half stars for the crazies where like mungo i put a little higher up so uh it's it's going to get my vote for that reason even though i don't remember i feel like it frustrated me at the end that's what i i can't remember specifics right now but i feel like that was where i 
lost like why it's not a five star movie for me was I don't think I liked how it concluded um, or something. I could go back and listen to my podcast episode <laughs> where I probably discussed it in full. But uh, yeah, I have not done that yet. Uh, you should do it, JB. Uh, Lake Mungo, I watched, I couldn't get my hands in it for the longest time. And I saw it a couple of years ago for the first time. It was one that I'd heard an awful lot about. Um, and when I watched it, it's it. I felt really kind of uncomfortable watching it. And it, it lingered with me for a long time because it just felt so genuine. And there's a few visuals in it, which scared the heck out of me when I, when I watched it. It's kind of crime documentary vibe it's gone for it felt so real it's it's one i'm not going to compare it completely but where in 1999 young me thought the blair rich project was real because of the you know the Mm -hmm. uh the the youth of the internet the naivety of the internet made everyone believe that it could be real lake mungo without that kind of viral marketing felt real as well and it stayed with me whereas the crazies uh, I, as much as I enjoy the film, it, I remember it just for me just being a solid film. It's a good film. It's Romero doing cool Romero things, and it's a solid film. I also remember watching the remake and thinking this is okay. But um, so I, I was kind of pit, pitted up with a solid film in in the Crazies, a good film, may I add, or Lake Mungo, which I thought was good, but it damn near damn well left an effect on me and made me feel all the things. So th- I went for a film which I think was more effective and a film which lingered with me longer, which was Blake Mungo. So <laughs> four, four out of four for myself, uh, by default, we, I've both chosen it. We're still waiting on the social poll. Do go vote on that. And I will say, just to clear my name, I know we jest, but I, I'm, I'm honestly not just picking my own films here. It is the way the chips have fallen. There are some coming up in the next few weeks, uh, days, sorry, where I'm, I'm, I'm looking at thinking, I don't know. This could this could be a JB sweep on some of these, but this yeah. is just the way it is. When we get to the next stage, that's when it's going to get tougher because it's the films that we it's the films that you know we've we've pitted against another another one of our choices are now going through. That's when we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of it. But I swear I'm not just picking mine. There is in fact one where I haven't picked one of mine. I can tell you that right now, uh, and I think there's going to be a couple more as well. But so far. Matt is four for four. I'm waiting for JB to take the day. Look behind the curtain. I think for the next for the for, for tomorrow's one, I think it's going to be five for five. But um, I can't help that, unfortunately. Uh, really? Okay, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see why. Uh, yeah, nothing against um, the other one, but the one which which I picked, I like it, it worked for me. Yeah, uh, more. I actually don't love that, but that's, I I like the other one less. Um, that's probably so the best kinda... way of pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, th- so listeners, uh, please, if you uh, haven't been watching these, I recommend checking out the list that you can see the full bracket at burkreviews.com if you want to see like what other matchups are going. We're not going to read through all of them right now, but we will be talking about uh, the, the next set of them um, on our next episode. Yeah, and it will probably be a fairly big chunk. So we've, sp- we've spoken about four today. There will be at least, what, maybe six matchups i guess if my maths is right for the next episode uh and then obviously the one after that as we lead closer to halloween with the aim of crowning what we believe what we believe is the best film on shudder based on our choices and the letterboxed ratings again we're not sponsored by shudder or letterboxed but guys 
the phone's ready to ring if you want to talk to us. The email inbox is open uh, for next year, but it's a lot of fun. Please do join in and do check out our socials and get involved with those polls. So the film that you want to win does win. You can sway the tide of battle here with one click of a poll and it doesn't take long at all. So please do check those out. Thank you to everyone who has voted so far. And thank you to John for <laughs> voting for some of my films. I, I, I respect you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Indeed. Now let's move on to our next actual schedule segment, which is, of course, media consumption. And it's here where we talk about the films, TV series, video games, music, podcasts, which aren't ours, whatever we've been indulging in to pass the time since our last recording. JB, you've always got a pretty sizable selection. What have you gone for this week to watch and check out? Too much. Um, so I'm, I'm not <laughs> oh, even going to get yeah. into all of the things, but. Uh, blank check as always uh, they're, they're still in the david fincher series the fight club episode is over three hours long because um uh oh uh, uh, alex ross perry is the guest and his episodes are always pretty long i enjoy when he's on the show though so it's always great um i started listening to doughboys and it ends at prom two new podcasts for me um i'm enjoying both of those uh if you are interested it ends at prom um BJ uh, is a writer at Slash Film, and she was on the Bottoms episode of the Filmcast, and uh, I really enjoyed her on that episode and found out she had her own podcast with her wife, and so I started listening, and nice. it's 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 really good. Uh, they they they're exploring teenage, like uh, high school teenage films, hence the name. It, it ends at prom, um, and they have some really good episodes. I've enjoyed. They they just did Perfect Blue not too long ago. Um, and really good. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, excellent. Um, nice. I've watched a lot of movies. Uh, Matt, I'm just going to like hit these real fast. And if we want to go back to any of them, we can. Um, but I will say, I, seeing Stop Making Sense on the IMAX screen was a revelatory experience. It felt like being in a concert. I was alone, completely alone at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and That's the dream. It, it, it was worth it though. Cause it was just like, I felt like I was getting a private talking heads concert and it was phenomenal. Um, I'd seen it two times before that, but I, I just absolutely love it. Seeing it in on the big screen in that, uh, high quality was in, insane. It's just so good. Um, also nice. realized like right away that Cillian Murphy would be excellent at playing David Byrne. Um, they, they, so especially neat. that. Yeah. Um, but okay. So here's what I've been watching. No one will save you on Hulu. Dumb money. I went and saw with my wife in the theater. Uh, liked it. Possession, uh, as I, we mentioned, a lot of these are going to be movies we just mentioned. Children of the Corn. I uh, caught the second Brosnan. Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, I, <laughs> here's what I'll say. I like Pierce Brosnan as Bond. His movies aren't good. Um, GoldenEye's good, but so far, <laughs> get any better. movies not good. Uh, I've heard. I'm not not excited. I've seen clips of some of the other ones, so I got two more to go. Um, I watched Nosferatu the Vampire. Found it very boring. Uh, Pulse. Um, liked very much house had a blast the Kane mutiny court martial uh is the last william friedkin film and also stars lance reddick or co-stars lance reddick and obviously he is also passed this year um i can't i don't think i can talk about it yet but my review will be up at disappointment media uh on friday i think 
Um, nice. I got the short film Strange Way of Life, which is uh, ooh, I'm gonna forget the director's name. P- P- Pedro oh. Altamar. Altamar, uh, out. Yes, yeah, I know who you mean. Yep, um, I'll find it for it, you. Yeah, uh, really, really good filmmaker. This is a 31 minute short with uh, Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke. Love those two guys very much. Nice. I think it's cowardly at times because it they're gay cowboys um and it when they're about to get busy it fades to black and i'm like cowards uh so you know (laughs) which not to like say it needs to be uh explicit but like it's gonna draw a comparison to um brokeback mountain because of gay cowboys and that movie doesn't shy away um from the love like from the 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 sexuality and it's not graphic but it doesn't shy away from it. And I felt like this did. And I was like, ah, cowards, like, come on. Uh, we want to watch Pedro and Ethan really kiss. And they don't really kiss. Like it's, it's, it's very. It's, it's 2023 broke back mountains. What 15 years ago. And when yeah. attitudes were worse then, and you know, they, they did it then and got it and to acclaim. So yeah, Pedro Almodova, excuse my pronunciation. Is. is the director. Um, uh, then I caught the autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, color out of space the crazies as i mentioned and uh one we will be talking about at length next week is the exorcist colon believer oh sorry believer not not believer uh, <laughs> it's just i keep hoping it'll be a justin bieber movie but it's not um but yeah that's exactly. those are the movies that i watched this this last week it's a lot i've been really trying to get ahead of this uh bracket i have to watch basically <laughs> not quite 30 i think i have to watch like 22 movies in like eight 18 20, days yeah. 16 days Jesus, yeah. uh so it's a lot uh i've got and matt had to pick the medium which is two hours and 10 minutes um most of mine I have been apologize. 90s <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty about horror is most of them are quite short but there's yeah. always that one bloody outlier and i apologize yeah and i, I have and i'm still covering movies for uh disappointing media and i had you know, movies for this podcast so like i'm trying to wedge them in and i'm gonna have a busy weekend because i gotta watch I got to watch medium before the seventh, um, which I'm going to watch tomorrow night, I think. Uh, and then I got to watch the mortuary collection, the, um, what Josiah saw dead and buried host Matt. No, I don't have to watch host. I've seen host. I have to watch magic, uh, terrified and revenge. Daniel isn't real. Ginger snaps, hell house, LLC, Ringu reanimator mm-hmm. come true. And then I'm done. So I've got like a, a little bit of a binge coming up, but not much. I, I gave you a heads up. I gave you a two hours, 10 minute film and I gave you host, which is just over an hour. So come on. I'm, I've balanced myself out here, but you've already seen host. I've seen host, uh, because it was the, it was a pandemic movie. Um, yes. And then, uh, games I've, I'm still playing Mortal Kombat one, like crazy. I just got through the, um, invasion mode. Like I completed the main part of the invasion mode and then you get a thing that unlocks other parts of it that I'm now going back and, and doing, but having a blast collecting like the different skins and stuff for the game. Um, it's, it's a real fun fighting game. If you are, if you were ever a Mortal Kombat fan, I highly recommend picking it up, but um, I've seen tons. Matt, what about you? I always feel like I pale in comparison to John Burke in many aspects of life, but especially when it comes to the consumption of media uh so this week in the last week i've listened to nightmare on film street they spoke with the directors of the upcoming 13 ghosts series 
that was an interesting listen 13 ghosts is a fun film and a fun idea um so i'm interested in a series that i probably won't ever watch as, as most of you know but maybe i will do uh probably, probably won't i also listened to the horror show speak about the class of 1999 how cliche is october and i'm just listening to horror film horror shows um the films don't really change to be fair it is all horror uh, like John mentioned, next week uh, we can talk more about this film. I've seen The Exorcist Believer. Uh, so, yeah, thoughts on that next week. Uh, I also watched Children of the Corn, which, like you, I enjoyed. I'd, it's one It's one that I'd, I'd already seen, but I, it, I, I, it's what I think what you said is quite, tr- is quite true and quite apparent because I, I didn't mix it up necessarily with the film that you did, um, but... I just couldn't remember anything about it. I mixed up more with one of the evil dead films or night of the living dead. Sorry for type films. Um, and again, it wasn't like that. So I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it and enjoyed it, but it couldn't be at wreck. Sadly, uh, Brooklyn 45. I've already mentioned that, uh, ahead of the, up, one of the upcoming days in the bracket, I've watched Daniel isn't real on shudder. Uh, I will, it's on the bracket. So I'll save my thought for the, uh, episode that it drops on but i have seen that one it's one of the ones that i chose based on the fact that i'd heard of it and i'd been wanting to watch it for a while and the bracket gave me a chance to do so so horror movie havoc go check it out maybe you'll like it maybe i did you'll find out and i don't know if we mentioned this i, I feel like we didn't but um we've spoken about this off air but i also caught the creator the new gareth edwards film which the trailers looked great the trailers really made this thing look like it could be you know, something really quite special, something deep, something thematically resonant, but it turned out the film was just okay. <laughs> the film is fine. It is a disappointment of a film because it looks so good. And I know everybody said mm-hmm. that like it's a hot take, but this thing was made for $80 million, a quarter almost, or well, pretty much when you add in marketing, or at least a third of a Star Wars, a DC, a Marvel film. And this thing blows pretty much all of them out of the water in recent years. It is a stunning yeah. looking film. Uh, but the thing is, the story is one that you've, you've it's a totally unoriginal story because it's a hodgepodge of so many other films that you've seen. Classic sci-fi films. Every James Cameron film known to man is in there. And it's the, the Lone Wolf and Cub story again. You've got reluctant you know reluctant father reluctant guy takes on a youngster and has to get them through a series of um a series of trouble and barriers and hurdles to get them to a to a final uh destination and it's it, it starts well the it starts really well the ideas that they plant in these kind of old school cinematic reels i was like that's cool i love the idea that the ai is oh wow we've got ai and our side and instead we use them as police and public service and we kind of almost like make slaves out of them there's a story to tell here but gareth edwards thought no nah, we're not going to tell that story we're going to we're going to tell a totally different story which is unoriginal and visually stunning it, you know it, I, I wanted to love this film but i did not and that is one of the bigger disappointments i've seen this year keep an eye out on the bampies or annual awards this may feature in some of those crit categories um, for better or for worse so the creator was a, one of the films uh the last few films this year that i was really looking forward to and expecting to crash into my top 10 it is not going to be anywhere near the top 10 sadly um but i hope you guys enjoy it out there as well we want original films this isn't that but it looks good at least um so i've seen that and today i watched the finale of ahsoka star was ahsoka 
the eighth part, as they're known, of the eight-part miniseries. Now it's, it's it, I call it, you know, I'm not saying, uh, I, I should say season more than anything else, because th- this thing is, pr- this thing is written for a season two, Filoni and the gang, clearly before the strikes and the sad passing of Ray Stevenson, who is one of the standouts of this this is this is this has got season two written all over it. Don't even the thing the thing doesn't finish. The thing that where where it ends, it, it's not a definitive ending. It's just well, I don't know. We, we, we're going to get season two out, but then the world happened, and oh crap! Now we can't announce it. Oh crap! Now we can't film it for a long time, and that now puts a lot of our plans in jeopardy. And the the season finale was there. Eh, it's fine. Uh, we put out our, our our recap over our Star Wars sessions, and myself and Luke, my co-host, are both the same. Where it's fine. It's it's very flat. It wasn't particularly very epic. It wasn't particularly very exciting. You know, things happened that we kind of expected. There were no real payoffs. There's no real tie up to story strands, and it's this whole connected universe storytelling which doesn't always work in shows like this. And it's and it's come true here. You know, we've got a, a season now where we may not get another one for those two years. But we've also got other shows which happen at the same time coming out, which probably won't touch on any of this. But surely now they can't overlap because we can't get any resolution. It's a funny one, but season as a whole, I enjoyed the season as a whole. I think it, I think it peaked midway, um, and now probably for probably for the, the better, we're not going to get another Star Wars show for at least a year, if not more, because of scheduling and the strikes. And maybe that isn't such a bad thing. Same as I've said with the MCU and other projects similar. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I want to see Star Wars on the big screen, John. I want to see a Star Wars film. I want to see a movie or I want to see an event. Have The the next series was supposed to be one called Skeleton Crew, which was due to drop within eight weeks. That is not enough time to absorb this show and, and kind of crave another one. Even though I love the franchise, you know that. Everyone knows that. You need a bit of time off. So I'm, I'm not too bothered by not having one for the next year, maybe. I think it will be a stronger thing, a stronger uh, feeling when we get the next one because we've had to wait a little bit longer. And this fast food culture we live in, let's wait for our order. Let's just calm down a bit and it'll all be worth it in the end. So um, the films of the films that I can actually talk about, pretty decent weeks um, film, decent Mm -hmm. listening and pretty decent TV series wrapping up there, JB. So all in all, not a bad week, but like you next week, I'm going to have a slightly uh, larger consumption because of some of these horror films that I'm going to watch and there are some on this list which I am just going to rewatch because spoiler I think they're bloody good and I really would like to revisit them there's a couple which I'm already looking at which I've been wanting to revisit for a while but you and I are the same that we're kind of hardwired sometimes just to look forward at what's coming out rather than taking the time to rewatch stuff we enjoy so that is going to be next week's episode but before we get there you know, in the last week, we've watched a lot of stuff. It's been a busy week, but we've had to make sure we stay bloody awesome to make sure we have the levels required to bring you guys the bloody awesome movie podcast. This isn't the pretty good po- movie podcast or the decidedly average movie podcast. No, no, it's bloody awesome. JB, how have you been staying bloody awesome this week? I, I put coffee talk, um, and this is just uh, my new job. Um, we have an office space, and they, they bought um, – they ha- we had a Keurig in our, our like kitchen area. Uh, and they provide like K cups, but you can bring your own or whatever. But um, I don't know if it was because I showed up and or uh, if other people <laughs> were suddenly drinking more coffee. They decided to go old school coffee pots. So now we have a full on 
coffee pot, uh, just you know, regular like house twelve cup coffee coffee maker. Um, but uh, it has more and more of us, you know, coming to get coffee. Uh, and so you, know, you stand around and talk for a few minutes, and it's it, oh, I don't know anybody yet. So it's is this is an opportunity uh, to get to know people. I'm trying to be better at it. I, I'm mm-hmm. I have two two problems I'm fighting with. Is one I am socially awkward. So if the conversation is not initiated by one of them to me, it's much less likely I will stand and talk. Um, Same. And then uh, the other part though is I do feel I'm at work and my brain is like I must be doing work because I'm at work and that's not really how this job is because my main job is in a classroom but my classes are online. So I'm kind of open there. So there's a lot of times where we do have downtime and we are allowed to like explore it and research and, and uh, use the time however we see fit. And um, this, that's one of the things that I'm trying to be a little better at. I did have lunch with uh, some of my co- colleagues too, which I usually wouldn't have done. They were sitting in the, in the area eating. I was like, is it all right if I join you? They're like, yeah, of course. And um it was, it was good for me because that's not in my nature to ask if I can join. So just that whole, the idea of like socializing is what mm-hmm. I mean here with Coffee Talk, trying to uh, be better at it and get to know everybody and not, um, not, I don't want them to think I'm a jerk because it's not that I'm a jerk. I'm just, I'm just shy and I don't, I don't want to intrude. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to push boundaries unless you invite me over. If you're like, Hey, come talk to us. I, I will if I'm available, but I, I don't like to assume that I can just jump in like other, other people do good for them. For me, that feels intrusive and I don't like doing that. So that, that's my bloody awesome for the week. That is bloody awesome. I like coffee and depending me on too. who I'm talking to, I like talking as well. Um, I know what you mean though. If I, there's many, many times where I'll be at work now or previously when somebody comes into the kitchen or the refectory or the la- or kind of leisure area and you think, Oh Christ, I don't want to stand here. I've, I've got to make a cup of tea. It's going to take me four minutes to brew this thing. I can't just stand here in silence. I've got to say something. And you kind of think, well, I hope the other person says something and then it ends up stammering over your words or saying something completely bonkers. So, uh, yeah, like you need to get better, need to get a coffee pot to make that. We, but then again, we have, we make tea. So mm-hmm. we have a kettle like also. We have a kettle um, and uh, tea bags at our, our place. So, I, I need to send you some real tea bags, actually, some proper tea bags. Or I, when, when when I come over one day, I'll bring some tea bags and they I, there, take them to work I'm and show everyone. Worried about that though, because I feel like they'll just get thrown in the Boston Harbor. They will not. Do, <laughs> I will not allow it. I'll make. I'll brew it for you and uh, and make you sit there. I sit in there, make you drink it. Clockwork Orange style, eyes wide open. I make you drink it. Um, Matt, before you share yours. While we've been recording, I got a text from David, the editor of Burke Reviews, uh, about a special, because I guess it's National Taco Day or something right now. Um, And Taco Bell has a Taco Lover's Pass. And I got to tell you about this. great already. I can't buy it. It's not letting me buy it on the app right now. Um, And it's making me mad. But it's $10 for the month, Matt. And you get one taco every day for 30 days. That's ridiculous. Um, and the tacos include their two, their soft taco, their soft taco supreme, their uh, spicy potato soft taco, the regular crunchy taco, crunchy taco supreme, or and the reason that you must do this is the Los Doritos taco um, or supreme version of that. And like it, it the supreme version is two hundred calories, so I could just like swing through Taco Bell, and that's my snack for the afternoon. I'll take my free taco, Taco Bell. It's not technically free because I pay ten dollars for the month, but 
it's not letting me buy the pass, Matt. I, I think either everyone is buying it or like they, they were not prepared for people to actually want this. And I'm like, wait, we were just joking. Um, but I am planning on getting the pass for the month because it sounds fun. Just Jesus Christ, I would get two. <laughs> just, I, get two so I, can, I can go back in the evening as well. Wow. Um, uh, Matt, breakfast really, tacos aren't on here. That would be cool. Do you know what? I'm going to check. Whilst uh, whilst I'm discussing my bloody awesome, I'm also going to be checking on my end. Was it called Taco, was it called Taco Bell? What's, what's the uh, promotion uh, called? Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is, this is um, live on taco, the air, guys. This is, this tacos, is for you. Taco Lover's Pass. Yeah, Taco apparently it's only available today and tomorrow, so like it's got to get bought. God, I can actually I can see the American one. I don't know if it's in the UK. Uh, I don't know if that's the UK or US. I will check that shortly. But uh, if it's over here in the UK, RIP the work toilet because I will be getting one of those now. My uh, bloody awesome for the week. I'll keep it short. And I'll keep it simple because it bleeds into our next show. But um, we, you, John, and I get invited to. Uh, screenings fairly regularly, um, quite regularly. Um, John is much more uh, proactive than I am in terms of going to them. But man, I don't want to get the train. This cost me like 15, 20 uh, for, for in, in, in USD. It cost me 20 bucks a time to get there for us. For England, 15, 20, 20 pounds as well. 20, 25 dollars a time to go and watch the film. The privilege being you get to watch it early, you get to review it and it's cool. It's a, it's a pretty cool perk for the work that we put in, but it costs mm-hmm. a lot of money. Um, and there are some films I just don't want to watch. I'm just not interested. Poor Patrol. I thank you so much, Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Yeah, Lionsgate. I did say thank you and I did decline and make up my excuse, but I don't want to go to that one because I'm going to go there, watch it and come home. But there are some where they put on a bit of a show and the film that I watched this week, which we're going to talk about, The Exorcist Believer. I was, going to go, I was going to go and watch that film regardless. You know, I got early access to it like JB did. Went up to London to watch it with high hopes and an open mind. Um, but they, but there was, I knew that they were doing like a little event. You know, they they pushed the boat out. They'd hired a uh, deconsecrated old church, set up this huge rig of lights and music and a, and a, uh, I don't know if it's a priest or like a Pope kind of guy swinging this incense thing around. It was wild smoke machines everywhere, free beers, free drinks, free food, um, and all these other cool stuff and lots of photo opportunities. Uh, and I was like, you know what? That sounds great. And like you, I don't often go to those things by myself because oh God, I'm just going to stand there like an idiot in the corner, but you know, I actively got involved in these ones. I, 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 I used a photo ops, had some pictures taken, and uh, was very pleased that I did actually because they t- came out quite well. But um, yeah, d- just the event in itself was how I stayed bloody awesome. It's been a qu- pretty quiet week and a pretty quiet weekend uh, this week. Um, actually, I could change actually. I stayed bloody awesome by going to watch my kids' first ever dance routine recital mm. in a theatre. I was actually meant to put this one down, but I hadn't received the sheet by then and I forgot uh, to put it on there. But I went to see my kid. She did a. she does like a street dance type or fusion dance type thing uh and she's done smaller shows but this one was in a packed out theater packed out auditorium um in and they had they were in the middle of the lineup middle of the roster came out and i was sitting at the front row um and and her mum was there as well and um her sister's big sister was dancing with her as well and big sister's dad and that was and his wife were there as well right at the front row so when my kid came out she saw us immediately which i think probably put her at ease a bit 
And then the music hit and she went for it and she didn't, she didn't put a foot out of place, didn't look scared, didn't look nervous, didn't look upset. And I thought, God damn, I wish I could do that. I know you've been on stage before, but there's always that kind of butterflies before. But oh, yeah. she didn't show it. And I was so proud. And I'm sitting in the front row, I'm welling up because I'm thinking, my God, this kid's got more talent than I'll ever have. And she's only seven. Uh, very <laughs> proud father moment. Um, so that is, I mean, the event was cool. But how I've been staying bloody awesome was just uh, as um, in The Last Jedi, we are what they grow beyond. And I'm seeing that already. And I was so damn proud. Uh, so roll on the next one in a couple of years' time when I'm even older and she'll crush that one as well. So that is how I've been actually staying bloody awesome this week, JB. That's That was a good one, man. I, I did see your Instagram post and I was like, heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I gen- genuinely proud. And it's every parent says the same thing, but yeah, I, I was just struck by that. I was like, man, this is this is so damn cool. So you see the journey, you'll know as well from little kids to to fight to each year they grow up they become their own a different version of their own selves and confidence grows or different interests and that and it's so cool to see the evolution and um i'm loving it um yeah very proud moment Uh, and the event in itself with the exorcist was cool as well speaking of that is going to be our film for next week like we've said a few times we've both seen the exorcist believer now spoiler alert our, our both of our reviews will be out there in the ether if you want to see what we thought beforehand it will make for interesting reading um i'm not going to spoil whether i or john are going to go and watch it again beforehand either way we are going to be talking about it next week the exorcist believer is our film for next week but that's next week in the meantime though we want to know what you thought about saw x don't forget we have spoken about saw x today it feels like a long time ago but we did talk about it we want to know what you thought uh, if you want to find us online, you can head over to X Twitter and find us at BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. JB, where are we on Instagram? At Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. Yes, sir. Facebook, Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. Uh, the reviews also go up on the Tomato Meter on Rotten Tomato. So we do contribute to those figures that seem to really upset a lot of people. I don't know why. Uh, if you want to find me online, you can do just go to whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and search what I watch tonight across all of the socials, including Letterboxd. JB, where in the world are you? I'm at burkreviews.com and at burkreviews on all the social media platforms, including Letterboxd. There we go. And speaking of, don't forget about the polls we're putting up for Horror Movie Havoc 2023. We'd love for you guys to get involved. We'd love for your participation in helping us decide which films get through to the next round and subsequently which film is going to be the winner for this year. So do go to our socials and that's where you'll find the polls. They're going up every day throughout October. It's an undertaking, but we do it for you guys. So join in. We'd love to get your thoughts on that. And if we could be so bold, cap in hand, and also ask, please do give us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice just to get even more listeners in and to get us up those podcast listening lists. We'd be ever so grateful. But until then, with that, guys, as always, stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies. Blood, 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 bloody. 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 Blood, blood, bloody. Blood, bloody. Blood, bloody. Awesome!